Welcome to the Tales of Africa podcast with your host, Richmond Sechana. Today in our studio, we have 28-year-old Ephraim Aiti from Ghana, who has built a device that will become a health toolkit app. So this health app is supposed to help people with epilepsy, and the app also has features including a drug reminder feature, a seizure tracker, BP tracker, and then a panic button alert. Wow, this is awesome. This is an app. I think we really don't have a lot of apps in Ghana here that caters to the health the health sector. So it's interesting that a, a young Ghanaian will be able to do something like this and more so for epileptic patients in Ghana. I don't remember the last time I, I ever heard of anyone with an epilepsy. So Ephraim, it's, it's awesome to have you in our studio today. It's an honor to have you. So, you know, you, you spoke about the fact that the app is also, it also, it also caters to epileptic patients, right? So I don't, I don't, I've not met any epileptic patients in Ghana before. So how, how is the epileptic situation in Ghana like? You know, such a disease is not like, uh, let's say, malaria or this kind of disease where you can clearly see that the person has it. It doesn't have like a clear symptom. <laughs> like the way coronavirus had a variety. So it's not a transmissible diseases. It's non-communicable and affects the nervous system, right? Now, the way this disease is, according to Dr. Chawe, who is a neurologist at uh, the 37 military hospital, you have one out of 100 people having the disease. But the thing is, somebody will say that if you're taking 100 of them, one out of 100 people, that means that it's not really prevalent. But look at our population in Ghana. So you just take 100 of it and you see that it's still a considerable amount when it comes to the number of people, yes, who are affected by the, the disease. And, you know, unfortunately in Ghana, it's not everybody who is under treatment. What I mean by under treatment is orthodox medical treatment. Some people use herbs to cure it. I don't know if it works for them, but they say it works for them. But not a lot of people on, on, on anti-seizure drugs, which are supposed to control the seizures. So not a lot of people are on it, which is something that I had to add. But at least for those who are on it, they are able to manage their seizures and uh, live uh, a better life, if I should say. Wow. Okay. Yes. I think that, that's awesome. So you said that... Um, it's actually a significant number of people who have it, but it's something that we can just see on the outside, see people and be able to tell that this person has epilepsy. Is that right? Yes. Okay. And maybe people may trivialize it because if we say one in a hundred people, it's maybe trivialized as though it's not any significant figure, but then it is considering our population in Ghana. Okay. What kind of solutions are there on the market for people with epilepsy? So what I've seen, most of those solutions are actually... Uh, on the west market the orthodox market again but you know the first thing that you have, that comes into mind about medications of course but one thing you need to note is that there is no cure for the ailments right it has no cure and all the medications that are in the system are just to prevent people from getting it right which is one now in terms of solutions that we have um, the, the foundation, there's a foundation in the U.S. that has developed uh, a messaging system that allows uh, 
people to get reminders as text messages on their phone about when they should take their medication. Like, but that one is limited to people who are in the U.S. Another interesting thing that I've seen is actually a bracelet. A bracelet that has uh, a notification of... It has the contacts of the person as well as uh, the condition of the person on it, right? So that when the person is conversing, they know that oh, this is what is affecting the person, oh, wow. which I also saw, yes. But as okay. I said... This is more in the Western markets, not in our local area. Okay, sure. So, you know, let's delve a little bit into this epilepsy thing. How, how dangerous is it? It is dangerous if it's not treated. Yes, for sure. There's no cure for it, even though there are advanced methods. But that one requires surgery. What I know of is that some of them, they have to uh, remove, remove a part of the brain where the injury is. But, you know, <laughs> it's kind of risky. But it actually pays off. But you can imagine the cost involved in it. And the non-orthodox method that I'm talking about, the Helvan one, there's no scientific proof to it, but people actually are there to it. And it works for them. But there's not something that I would say go and do it because, you know, uh, we rely on proven facts that are, can be backed with scientific evidence that things are working at least to the best of my knowledge all right sure thank you for that and i also want to find out so we talked about your health app and the features the kind of things that the app is able to do so when did this idea start forming in your mind as a 28 year old oh it actually started back then in 20, 2013 2013 that was after an episode so after that episode, you know, I always had to think, okay, would I, would I have been a way of preventing it or at least sending notifications so that uh, one could be directed to the emergency as soon as possible? Remember I spoke to you about the bracelet that has the uh, IC contacts together with the condition of the yes. So that's what first led to that but it was primarily supposed to be for the panic for the panic alerts so the other features came later so the 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 solution actually came first as an emergency alert system where at the press of a panic button it sends messages programmatically to the people who have been saved as emergency contacts right that was the first thing followed by telephone calls. It was later that I tried to see how I could also include uh, GPS positions, locations in terms of coordinates, which are appended to the Google Map link. And yeah, basically, that, that was the main upgrade. And apart from that, I also thought that, well, one thing that happened, especially for those kind of uh, situations, is that they try and create um, forum group discussions where people can have discussions on the matter and support each other, right? Because especially when you are new to the condition, you'll be a bit lost. <laughs> As you said earlier, it is a rare condition, so a lot of people don't know how to go about it. So those forums are supposed to help them. But one thing that is clear, especially in our, in our, in our part of the world, is that because of the fear of stigma, people shy away from this. So that made me think, which other way could this be done? And I was thinking that, okay, we have Facebook groups, you have WhatsApp numbers, sorry, WhatsApp groups as well. But you see that even with those ones, the, individ the identity 
of the individuals are revealed in the sense that when you go to Facebook, you're able to see the person's profile and read information about him. On WhatsApp, you have the person's number. Once you have the person's number, it's like you've entered his or her world. So what I thought was that, you know, just like the way you have your forum on uh, Tales of Africa, in the sense that what is displayed are people's posts and their usernames. So somebody can go and create a username called Dark101, and that's what will appear with the message beneath. So it's the same way the virtual forum discussion group and discussion platform operates. Oh, wow. I think that's really good to hear. So you mentioned that it was after, you said after an episode. So does that imply that like you, you are, are you with epilepsy right now? Are you in the process of treatment? How has that affected you over the course of time, especially with the stigma aspect attached to it? Yeah, you know, it wasn't something that was actually in it in the sense of being uh, coming to the world with it but it just came because of some few events that happened so it was a bit drastic as for the stigma luckily for me i haven't really experienced it but it was only once where i told a classmate that well this is what happened to me some time ago because i had an episode back at school and after that he just reacted but his reaction was a bit weird he was like hey, don't come near me. I don't like people who have that. I was a bit shocked, but I mean, there's a reality on the ground because I think when you're ignorant of something, it kind of causes some fear <laughs> in you because you'll be attributing it to some other attributes which may be spiritual, especially in this part of the world. So that's why I don't really blame you for that but I, I guess if there was more awareness and education about this condition, there will be less stigmatization, basically. All right. All right. Thank you for that. So you talked about your app. And let me go over the features of the app again. So you said your app is a health app, a health toolkit app. And then it, it helps with drug reminders, seizure trackers, BP tracker, panic button alerts, and all that. So is it already on, yeah. on the Play Store? Is there a place where people can go and download the app? Yeah, so the app is available on Google Play Store under the name Revive Strong. So that Revive Strong is one word. So people may ask the name, why is such a strong name, right? <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> it's just to give, you know, this form of hope that whatever you are going through at the moment, you can actually go through it once you have the adequate help that you need. So that's why you have revive. You don't just revive. Some people can revive and they can be, you know, inert in the sense that they can be paralyzed or they could be even demotivated, right? But when you yeah. come back strong, that means that you are ready to face life again. That's where the name came from. Wow, I think I like the name. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so have you had any support from the government or from investors so far? No, nothing. You know, oh, this wow. kind of causes. I don't want to blame any government agencies or any hospital. But have you tried say. to reach out? I've tried in the past. I've tried in the past. I tried uh, the military hospital. They were not willing to give me much of consideration because at that time they were saying that it had to be an academic sort of thing before mm. I could do anything. But there's a case where it was my own initiative, so I was a bit crippled. But at least what I expect now is to 
people to spread the word about it and let others and let them use it right so that it can help them but in terms of support now i've been receiving but one thing that you may even ask me later was would be that okay it's a mobile app what about those who have don't have access to let's say yes. um mobile phones or those who don't have access those who can't even read right <laughs> so that's why funding is really important in the sense that what we plan to do is to actually have uh, a bulk sms service because uh, one thing to note is that the in the country they are not even up to five neurologists in ghana right mm. i know there was an initiative fight against epilepsy that was initiated earlier to you know train these community nurses in order for them to have the skills to treat people locally but from my update from one of the uh, people who were on it the funding was limited and everything had to stop, right? So yes, because of that, it couldn't be a continuous process. So what we are trying to work on right now is to actually have a virtual platform where you have resources on epilepsy care, where nurses and all those health practitioners in uh, these places can actually train themselves and also administer care to the, to the people in their location. They can also receive their educational messages as text if they don't have a smartphone now looking at the people from the illiterate community at least they will have a phone a yam let me say a yam yeah. at least with the yam they can receive vocal messages right explaining to them all the notions about the disease and how to take care of themselves so actually that's the future but in order for us to attain there we actually need to find a sustainable stream of revenue in order to support it so a, a sustainable source of funding right so yes, in yes. the long run what we are trying to see is that you know relying on donations is not so sustainable <laughs> because mm. you need to find a way to make sure that flow of funds keep on coming so we are trying to build a business model out of it where we can even advertise products of pharmaceutical companies or any other um any other uh, product on it so that we can continue funding the platform and the people receiving the information that they need basically so that's the approach we want to take okay that's really great to hear that's great that's great that's great so do you have any last words for young africans who are inspired by your story i'm sure there are maybe people who also want to venture into building apps that contribute to societal development who also want to impact their community one way or the other so what kind of advice do you have for them any success stories or stumbling blocks that you want to share to guide them on their journey? My my advice for them is that, <laughs> for me, it's all about passion, right? It's, I can put passion over talent, over skills, and anything in the sense that once you are passionate about the problem you want to solve, then you go and acquire the necessary skills. Because trust me, when I started this, I my programming skills when like they were not good <laughs> they were terrible but i had to improve on it because i knew that at the end of the day i wanted to achieve a certain goal in order to help people so for me it's just that people should dream big right and yeah they should let their dream motivate them to to learn whatever skills that they need right if you have a dream of you become a pilot tomorrow don't look at your Kind of situation and say that oh, i don't know how to 
maneuver a pain, but you take your time and go through the process of learning. Because of that passion that you have at heart, you see that when you have obstacles along the way, you won't easily give up. So that's what I have to say. Wow. Thank you so much for that. So are there any social media handles you want to leave? If people want to contact you and learn more about your app, or they may have certain concerns, how do they reach out to you? So we have a Facebook page. So on the Facebook page is the Revive Strong Initiative, right? So they can go there. I also have a website, revivestrong.com, where you can read more about the initiative and also register on the app. The way it is is that on the website, you have a a link to the uh, Google Play Store where you have the app. And for those who do not have, um, for example, an Android but have access to internet, they can actually have an account, create a user account on their website and participate in forum discussions, right? Mm. As I stated earlier. So the forum discussion is both available on the app and on the website. So Mm. that if you don't have the app, at least you can go onto the website and also have an account there and participate in the forum discussions as well. All right. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. It's an honor to have you today Ephraim I've really learned a lot and I'm sure our, our listeners have also learned a lot and we are, I'm sure this podcast episode is going to be a blessing to some people who may have been searching for an app like this for a very long time let me last question is it free or is it a paid app I'm sorry it's free <laughs> it's free okay sure thank you so free. much so our listeners I hope you are really blessed I would have to sign off now then this has been the Total Africa podcast episode with Ephraim. We'll catch you another time. Subscribe and follow us across all social media platforms at Tales of Africa for more amazing African content. Bye-bye.